Amen. Please join me today in our scripture reading. It comes from Galatians, the fourth chapter, verses four through seven, and it reads, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. The word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, our Father, Lord, we thank you for this time, God. We thank you for dwelling with us wherever we may be. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would permeate our, our residences and our churches and, and our parks or wherever we find ourselves on this morning. Lord, that your words would ring in our ears and resonate in our hearts that our lives may be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. It's funny, this particular week, I'll try not to walk out of the, the shot. This particular week, um, I came into the office and I began to talk with Chelsea, our administrative assistant, executive assistant, pastoral assistant, whatever her title is. And, and I really enjoy talking with her. And I had to give her my text and my, my sermon title. And I handed her my text and I said, I'm going to go figure out the title. And she said, well, that's easy. Just say something about Jesus. Well, I agree. We're, we're going to say something about Jesus, but maybe that shouldn't be my title. Well, maybe it should. Maybe I should say from today's text, we will talk about something about Jesus. But, and it would be very fitting, but I, I begin to go into the office and look through some, some commentaries and some literature and, and all types of things, not knowing that she took it upon herself to begin to look at the scripture text that I had given to her. And she yells out, but what about fullness? Isn't that what the gospel is about anyway? And, and it amazed me because in that moment, she had said something that, 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 that sparked something inside of me so much so that I began to look at something completely different. Uh, I began to turn different pages and begin to make phone calls. And, and, and really, uh, that, that word fullness began to challenge me. Because as I had intended for today's title to be the gift, fullness just wouldn't go away. And so in looking at a bunch of things in this particular scripture, this is what I've learned. I, I found that in many cases we lose so much when we fail to take the time to look at the details in the Christmas story, we celebrate Jesus, the birth, uh, this baby laid in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, the, 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 the baby that was born of a virgin, the, the, the baby himself. And then all of a sudden, once December is over, we go straight to his death and we forget about the details. And doing this, we miss the fullness of the message. For today's scripture says, when the fullness of time had come. Fullness here can also be looked at as the word perfect when the perfect time had come. Oh, my. I, I, I think we can believe that. Uh, I think that that all of us believe and, and I, I, I would argue that God's timing is perfect and God's plans has no holes in them. Amen. This time in history really seemed to be perfect. 
It, it, it amazed me the things that I find. According to scholars, uh, this was a time in history where there was a peace in place by the Romans who were in power, which allowed a, a level of freedom that wasn't there before. The Roman road system had been completed and, and it made travel more accessible so the gospel could go further to all nations. Uh, there, there was also a more common language amongst the region that was established. You see, it, even in this time, the Greek gods, small g, of course, that everybody had once celebrated and worshipped were waning in their influence and people were looking for something more solid. You see, and just looking at these few things, I think it is safe to assume that there are still so many other things unknown that made this time absolutely perfect. So in the fullness of time, God gave us everything we needed. This gift was hundreds of years coming, but at the perfect and God-appointed time, this gift was given. This leads me to ask these questions. What, what gift has God promised you and your family over the years? What promise have you received that, that seems to tarry and take its time? What prayer have you prayed that has seemed to take too much time to come to be? People of God, I encourage you today that when the fullness of time comes, God's hand will be evident in the completion of those things and in the delivery of those gifts. Amen. The scripture goes on to say that God sent forth his son born of a woman and born under the law to redeem us. This, this fact, this fullness of this statement shows that Jesus was fully man and yet still fully God. Jesus had to be fully God in order for a sacrifice to be infinite, as the scripture says, once and for all. But he also had to be fully human so that he could take upon himself the penalty of sin as a substitute for us. He furthermore had to live sinless under the law in order to be the unblemished lamb sacrificed for us, the Jewish custom of atonement. And in this, this completion of the task, we receive the fullness of being sons, of being daughters, with all the rights and privileges thereof. This means that we now have access to the Father. We have access through prayer. We have access to direction. We have access to inheritance. We have access to provision. We have access to God, the God who grants us liberty and makes us free. We have access to hope. We have access to joy. We have access to peace. We have access to love. So when life gets hard, remember through this gift, this fullness of the gift, you have been made a child of the king, grafted into the family of God. And in the fullness of time, all will work together for the good. Remember, the fullness of the gift from God, of Jesus, says no weapon formed against you will prosper. It simply will not work. Amen. Our passage of scripture goes on to tell us that the gift redeemed us. Jesus, in the fullness of the gift, did for us what the law could not. 
Jesus in the fullness of the gift granted us unmerited favor. Jesus in the fullness of the gift granted us grace. Jesus in the fullness of the gift granted us mercy. Jesus, our Passover lamb, gave us something that we could not get ourselves. Now, in the beginning of this message, I begin to tell you about a conversation I had with Chelsea. And although some of it was funny, a lot of it was serious. You see, in in talking with her, I realized towards the end of the week that I could have discounted her words because she wasn't a preacher. I could have discounted her words because she was still in school. I could have discounted her words because she was a woman. I could have discounted her words because she was black. I could have discounted her words because I know some of her sins. But I would have missed the message and the details. You see, Jesus proclaims as he has come to save us all that that she is as much his as I am. And that we, that I cannot discount a piece of God's plan based on what I see. Because in doing so, I miss the fullness of the gift that God has given us. People of God, stop discounting the word based on the packaging. Stop looking at what society deems to be important and earnestly look for the Jesus and that person and that message and that situation. You see, the the truth, truth be told, she could discount me for all the same reasons. She could have discounted my words because I am a preacher, because I have too much school, because I am male, because I am black, and because uh, uh, obviously I have sin too. Maybe the preacher shouldn't say that, but the truth is the truth. But we would all be worse off if if either of us discounted the other. You see, the fullness of this gift grafted us into the family of God. And that in itself is a wonderful gift. It is a wonderful gift that God uh, uh, chose to, to bring us in and adopt us into the family, which also means that we all have a part to play. This Christmas, I was watching movies. I, all of my sermons for the last three weeks had movies in them. Uh, watching a movie, and it, uh, it, it, was, it is a wonderful life or something like that. And what we find is this gentleman becomes uh, uh, really upset because he face, he's facing bankruptcy and all the stuff that he loves seems to be crumbling, not because of something he did, but because the evils of the world have come against him and he seeks almost to take his life. And in this particular picture, a guardian angel comes and allows him to see what the world would be like if he was never born. In doing this, he realized that his life had purpose and meaning beyond himself and that the world in itself, he had a part to play. Why do I bring this up? I bring it up because in, 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 in ignoring the fullness of the gift that we receive, we often discount ourselves before anybody else has the ability to. And I would argue if God thought enough of us to give us the gift of Jesus and if Jesus thought enough of us to give us himself, then then we ought not discount the part that God has called us to play in, in this world. 
Because what you, you fail to realize is that just as, as I have a part to play, Pastor Elaine has a part to play, and, and Judy has a part to play, and, and all of us have a, a, a piece in this to play, and, and, and beyond discounting ourselves, we have to get to the point where we, we rest so much in the details of who God is that we don't discount God because in the end, something happened amazing for him that nobody could have ever imagined the man needed $8,000 and his friends, his family, the people that came to arrest him and strangers came and gave of themselves in a way that, that, that was simply amazing. And all he could do was stand in awe of what God had done. This is the Christmas season. A season where we often sing joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive his king. But we often also forget that that, that king is a, a gift to us in a mighty way, a gift that, that, that keeps on giving as our children's moment tells us, a gift that does not perish, a gift that does not go away, a gift that is regiftable without you losing what has been given to you. And so, on this day, I challenge you to do a few things. Number one, I want you to really look at the story of Jesus and his birth. I want you to see the details and, and how God so loved the world that he gave of his only begotten son and what that really looks like in your life. I want you to look at the details and see that, that everything that God promised over the generations from Genesis and, and the prophets and to Abraham all of a sudden was fulfilled and this babe laid in a manger. I want you to see that everything that has been promised to you, everything that God has placed on your heart has not been lost, but it may just be waiting for the fullness of time. And lastly, I want you to, to call someone and give them the gift that keeps on giving. Call someone, not discounting your words or discounting even if they were here, if they will hear you and tell them of the good news. Call someone and give them the fullness of the word that they also might experience the fullness of God. It is in a simple act of love that they just might see our King. Merry Christmas. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.